Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and by Business First Bank with locations in Lafayette and Lake Charles, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum. Support also comes from Wyndham Garden, Lafayette. From Charlie G's Restaurant on the south side of Lafayette, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Professor of Finance and Director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch Acadiana. In business, when we talk about exports, we're referring to a complex set of conditions that need to be fulfilled to get products out of the United States and into other countries. One of the first problems an exporter faces is finding a market where his or her products are going to be desirable or, frankly, even understood. Although Acadiana is part of the United States, it's about as close to a foreign country as you're going to get. Local manufacturers who take products that everyone here at home loves can run into some interesting reactions when they put their local bestsellers on a truck and send them a few miles north or east. A great example of an eyebrow-raising product outside of Acadiana is the Cajun Injector. It's the creation of New Iberia's Bruce Foods. Bruce Foods enjoys nationwide success with many products, including America's number one selling Bruce Yams. Worldwide, their products are available in over 100 countries at 1,200 employees. Bruce Foods is one of America's largest privately owned food manufacturers. The president and CEO of Bruce Foods is Cy Brown. Cy, welcome out to lunch. Thank you very much, Peter. It's good to be here with you. If you're looking for a product name that's going to stand out on a supermarket shelf, how about Slap Your Mama? That's the name of the newest addition to the local food export movement. From Ville Platte, Louisiana, the smoked meats capital of the world, Slap Your Mama Cajun seasonings are the brainchild of a couple of generations of the Walker family. But it's the current generation, brothers Jack and Joe, who have turned the family seasonings into a successful business. Jack Walker is the vice president of marketing, and Joe Walker is the vice president of distribution at Slap Your Mama. Joe, Jack, welcome out to lunch. Thank you for having us. Yeah, uh, thank you. We're glad to be here with you. And you know, because it's radio, I'll explain to people that you look an awful lot alike. There's uh, I will, uh, <laughs> we get that often. And who's, yeah. the, who's the older brother here? Jack is. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> now, Cy, Bruce Foods is huge. As I've mentioned, you're one of America's biggest privately owned food manufacturers. You certainly have some markets to yourself. I don't think Heinz is going to come up with a rival Cajun injector. But many of your 350 products are in direct competition with some of the biggest companies in the country and the world. You're sitting in your office in New Iberia, competing against conglomerates in New York, California, and worldwide. I know there's a tendency to be modest, but being able to not just compete, but succeed at this level requires exceptional business skills. How did you develop your business abilities? Well, of course, we had to start with great products, and uh, then we had to have a plan for them. So between, and when did all this start, by the way? Uh, this started in the uh, early 50s. Uh, actually, the, I mean, that's when we came out of Tulane and out of the military and all oh, those wow. uh, different things. My two brothers and I actually, you know, really drove the growth of the business uh, from my dad and grandfather's generation. So, I mean, the company's actually 84 years old in total, but we kind of consider ourselves... Uh, it's probably about 60 years old between uh, my two brothers and I who 
you know, after we entered the business and, and began to really change the business from what we learned at Tulane, as oh, a good, matter good. of fact. And uh, we had the benefit of uh, being exposed to a lot of new ideas and uh, some financial uh, disciplines. And so combining all of those things with a good foundation of products here in Louisiana is what really uh, got our business going. And uh, we learned how to plan and how to market and to, uh, frankly, get out and go to work. So <laughs> that's, what, uh, that's what happened. Now, when you first took the company, was it mainly or entirely yams? No, actually, our first business was a hot sauce business uh, with Louisiana Hot Sauce. And uh, then we... Uh, saw that we frankly needed to scale up and uh, so we uh, had the good fortune of having a uh, cannery in New Iberia where we had a uh, good connection with the uh, people that owned it and uh, they decided that they wanted to move on and uh, basically take in some uh, partners and uh, we raised our hand and they picked us <laughs> so we were uh, partnering with this uh, cannery uh, that produced the yams and the southern vegetables. Uh, and uh, so we teamed up with them as a 50-50 partner and uh, ultimately bought them out. And uh, so basically that really pl provided our platform to grow from and uh, it went on from there. Is there a bigger market than you think is being tapped right now? Well, there is a much bigger market. Uh, in fact, uh, yams are being exported now, and uh, they've found a good home and a market in the U.K. and some of the European countries who traditionally had imported sweet potatoes from Africa, of all things. But the uh, Louisiana and, of course, now the North Carolina, basically everyone has adopted all of the U.S., Sweet potato growing areas have adopted the Louisiana yam variety, which has the rich reddish golden color, the high sugar content, and the moist tender flesh. Now, Joe and Jack, uh, and by the end of the show, I'll figure out which one is which. This is going to work mm -hmm. out great. When you, when you come up with an idea for a business, there's a lot of excitement and fun at the beginning. Then you start to see it take off, and then you realize you might actually be on to something. And the next level can be more stressful, growing from making enough to cover your costs and maybe buy a new car to nationwide distribution, marketing campaigns, and meeting a growing payroll. That's not easy. Being brothers can make it easier. You've got a partner you can always rely on. But is running a company at this level, is, it ex is what you expected it to be, or is it turning out to be something different? Well, whenever we first uh, started, you know, when, when we took off to go to college, and Slappy Mama was merely a baby. You know, it was, uh, it, we didn't know exactly where it was going or what it was going to amount to. It was never to, called Slap Your Baby, though. It was never, no, never okay, said that. Check that out. Never <laughs> called yeah. Slap Your Baby. Say, say it was yeah. an infant at that, at that stage. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, whenever we took off for college, neither one of us had our mindset as, you know, to go into the food industry. And it was kind of something that just developed over time, over time. And we saw the potential in it and, and said, uh, by the time college was coming to an end, we said, uh, let's hurry up and get the degree and get out of here. So we can run this company, you know, so it kind of took a, um, I guess a sh whole shift in direction just during those years in, at LSU and, and, uh, led us on to what we, you know, are, are gladly running today. So, yeah, I mean, you know, when we came in, we were, like Joe said, we were a small company and we really experienced that growth and all the fun that comes with the growing of the company and just, you know, every day we'd have like a new sale and it was like a whole new experience for us. So, I mean, <laughs> from the smallest to the largest, it was all the same to us and we really enjoyed it. Uh, and now we're at that point where we are on a national distribution level. We, you know, we sell internationally, we export and this and that. And now we start to realize that, okay, you know, there, there's more to it than just growing 
you know, we're, we, we have to keep this company going as well. You know, we have to do all the employee stuff. We have to do the payroll and everything like that. So it's a lot more than just having all this fun that, you know, we, we really enjoy, but there's a lot to it on top of that as well. And that's part of what we're experiencing now is, you know, just uh, really have to buckle down sometimes and, and make, make things happen with it. So. Did, is it still fun? It's still fun, yeah, definitely. It we, is uh, still fun. I mean, and, and even though we are to the point where we are today, we're still learning every single day, too. You know, a lot of trial and error has gone into this company, especially at the beginning stages, and, uh, and that's what, what basically um, taught us how to run the business today. And if I, uh, if I was lucky enough to have you back in five years or so, how, how would things be different? Um, Ooh, we would be. That's, a, that's an interesting question. <laughs> we would be. Obviously, I think we would be a larger company. We'd have more employees. We'd have more distribution. We'd have more products than we currently have now. I think we'd be a, a, a much greater household name um, outside of just the southern region or the Midwest region. But over, you know, overall, we'd be a pretty good household name. I mean, we have a. We have a brand that people can't tend to forget. No. Yeah, it's mean, <laughs> pretty memorable. Of course, the name and everything. You know, just branding ourselves was the main uh, the main goal of the beginning, and Jack did a wonderful job with that, and still does today. You know, with the marketing aspect of it, and uh, I mean, building the brand as strong as you can. Of course, I'm sure that Sai can totally relate to that. You know, uh, branding is is uh, is over half of the success. You know, on the whole thing. So, basically, just growing with it and trying to. Um, trying to uphold what the what the brand name holds, you know? Yeah. Let me ask you, all of you, this question is, you're, um, it's got to be tough being the kind of players you are to get shelf space nationally and such. I mean, I, that seems to be a tough battle. How do you do it? Um, for us, what we like to do is really try to drive demand with the consumers first. Okay. So we build the demand with the consumer side. Therefore, we have our consumers going into the grocery stores, you know, demanding a product, demanding Slappy Mama products, and then the stores come to us. And they may, because of that demand, they create shelf space for us. Yeah, it's so, a it's a different oh, it's a totally different take, I guess you'd say, on on uh, getting into the stores and onto the shelves. You know, it's actually coming in from from the back end and like you said building the demand with the consumers you know instead of making the cold calls directly to the stores right. we build the demand with them get them talking about it get them fired up about it you know through different uh different avenues of doing shows doing festivals doing tastings stuff like that doing um you know social media promotions yeah. and stuff so so basically whenever the supermarket's getting you know bugged by someone every single day it's the customers and not us so the next Jeez. thing that it falls into... So you into, have power as a consumer in the supermarket, eh? Oh, yeah. I can we do that. exotic that's ice a, creams now. And we that's, how we, that's how we try to drive it. Customers call and say, you know, how come we can't get the product in the store, this and that we want in the store? And we're like, go to the store, <laughs> ask for the manager, <laughs> and say, hey, we want Slappy Mama on the shelves. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand and it that happens. a request from a customer yeah. goes a long way in a supermarket. Maybe more than know? a request from you in some ways. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, oh, God. so, I mean, we're grateful enough that, you know, that takes a turn and then the supermarket calls us and says, hey, we'd love to try your products and see how, how they would be a fit in our stores. So, you know, what do you think? Okay, well, let's get the ball rolling, you know. Now, your products, um, you mentioned 100 different countries. Uh, where, you obviously, you're coming out of here. Is everything produced here or is it... Is uh, well, you have different distribution centers and stuff? We actually pro produce out of four plants, and so uh, those are the uh, factories that supply our uh, consumer needs and demand. So we have, uh, of course, enjoyed good, strong production uh, capabilities in a wide variety of uh, areas. So that's the uh, backbone of our business is our product line and the capabilities that we enjoy in all forms of food processing. Basically, we do everything but frozen. You've got all these products. What, do you have a favorite product or one that maybe people wouldn't ordinarily associate with you guys? That 
Well, my favorite product is Cajun Injector, as oh, a matter of fact. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you know, what we try to do is put the magic in food and uh, create the, what we call the comeback taste or the wow flavor, if you want to, you know, choose that word. But the idea is to really create something that the consumer is going to enjoy and consider it to be special. So that's what we, that's our goal. Who, buy, who buys the Cajun Injector, by the way? Is it just people at home or do restaurants utilize that? We have a limited restaurant uh, clientele, but we have, uh, in the fourth quarter, we have the number one marinade of all the marinades in the uh, stores. Uh, Cajun Injector Creole Butter is, is the number one marinade sold nationally. And uh, so it's gaining very wide uh, acceptance and uh, usage. And, uh, you know, when you are the number one in the entire United States on anything in any set period of right. time, you're selling pretty much every, everybody everywhere. Uh, so we're proud of that. And, uh, you know, that's given us a, a very strong place uh, for that brand in grocery stores. So uh, we're building on that. And we've got, you know, a constant uh, flow of new products and, and new ways of enjoying. Now, those developed internally, or do you acquire uh, products from other folks? Or? Well, we mainly develop these new products internally. We have an R&D team that, uh, that does that well, sort of That'd be the great job to be the taster. I guess you probably have tasters out there somewhere, too. Oh, well, you are the taster. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, in any company, uh, you know, our size, we consider ourselves a mid-sized company. Uh, the corporate uh, people all get involved in the tasting and, and a lot of the experimental work. And, uh, I mean, when you're at that level, I mean, you're responsible for the brands. You're responsible for what they uh, stand for. So you have to be right in the middle of knowing just exactly what they are and what they do. So, yeah, you, you, if you aren't getting in tasting, you damn sure better get in tasting. <laughs> you know what I think you guys all have going for you is there's a movement. Um, I don't even know what you'd call it, but sort of against big food. People want crafted food and regional food, and it seems to be right up your alley. Yeah, I would say that the gourmet side of, of um, you know, food products is really kicking off these days, and that, that would, I would say in the line of crafted, you're right. Uh, I think that that's something that became more of a niche over time, you know, and, and especially with ours being an Cajun products, you know, um, they're, they're very much sought after throughout other parts of the nation. And, uh, and our main goal in that is trying to teach people that, you know, you can use Cajun products on foods, food dishes that are op not, not Cajun. And I might add that the greatest thing for Cajun food that ever happened is when we've finally now gotten to be known for flavor instead of heat. Yo, that's very true. Right. That's true. You know, right. In uh, its infancy, uh, the introduction of uh, Cajun was uh, poorly done nationally because it was uh, too hot and... Mm -hmm. uh, turn people off and uh, so now we've re-educated re everybody to understand that we are flavor and not heat so right. this has been a big boon for the business yeah it's uh, and you know uh, that's definitely true Mr. Sai. I mean it's all about flavor that's what we try to do not we're not trying to burn your mouth off with all of our products <laughs> yeah I mean we want you to just experience a great flavor and have that taste and just enjoy it. and then people are around the country are really starting to experience that all of you guys are actually um, in one way or another, a family, like you two are, two are brothers, you br brothers started your company. How, what's the advantage and what's the disadvantage? I mean, I, I can imagine there's some 
testy times. Uh, yeah, if you're looking uh, for a business partner that's going to tell you straight up and about as blunt as it could possibly get, <laughs> that should be your brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been saying that since day one, so I mean, why stop now? You know? And Cy, si, you started with your brothers. Right. Well, I did, but what we had was a great father. He was a terrific mentor, and uh, he let us actually make every mistake in the book at least twice <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and lived through it. And uh, so he was a, uh, a great unifier and a good mentor. And uh, we had that foundation to work from and build on. So I give him really a lot of credit for our success and what we did uh, in our business. Well, that, that's terrific. That's good, yeah. uh, now it's the time when we do the checklist. This is a part of the show where we take a little break and ask you each a, a quick question you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. So this is uh, <laughs> where we go. They, I'm going to start out with Jack. Um, Jack, when you were a child, were you in leadership or entrepreneurial ventures? Uh, actually, I was. Whenever um, I was younger, I started working at our convenience store where Slappy Mom was actually created. Oh, okay. So I started working there at age 13. Anyway, uh, back then you can get your license at 15. So I got my license at 15, and I really wanted to. I really love like fixing cars or trucks up and things like that. And I wanted to be able to acquire those products or those wheels or tires or whatever it may be at a lower cost. So what I did was um, initially created like almost my own company but used the, the store or the, or the gas station as the backbone of it and was able to start buying car, uh, car parts and tires at and wholesale. wheels at wholesale <laughs> cost. And then I would resell them to other people as you well. You invented eBay, I believe. Is that the, the, uh, <laughs> Without the internet, right? <laughs> but I mainly did it just for myself so that I could get my products at a cheaper cost. But at the same time, I was able to flip that around and make a little profit on, on, on that as well, selling it to other people around the neighborhood and friends and family and stuff like that. So... That was my first, like, real experience with, uh, you know, entre entrepreneurial ventures and stuff like that. You, so. you, had, you had the bug. Uh, and I, and I, <laughs> Cy, what advice would you give to a new employee working in the mailroom? My recommendation to you is, first of all, work hard and uh, read a lot and try to learn everything that you could possibly learn while you're here. And then volunteer for any job that no one else wants. If... You, you always have jobs that are begging around a company and people that really don't want to do this and don't want to do that, and you need to raise your hand every time somebody else doesn't want to do something and you say, I'll do it. And that's my advice to you. And Joe, you're the third one in this line here. What advice would you give to your younger self, which is a way a little different question. It's, uh, you know, if you could kind of turn the clock back a little. That is an interesting one. Uh, my younger self... Uh, if I, had to, if I had to go do it all over again, I would say don't doubt yourself. You know, like they say, um, first instinct is, you know, is, is a big key in, in what the right direction usually is. You know, if, you, if, it's, if it's meant to be, then uh, it's usually what, you know, your first instinct was. And, uh, you know, as far as doubting yourself, that just leads to worry, which I think that, you know, worry is something that is, uh, is slowing a lot of people down these days. You know, and, and like they say, worrying is not going to take away tomorrow's problems. It's simply going to ruin today's peace. <laughs> you know? Let's see. Now we're going to check the inbox, and it's where our producer picks a question that's come in uh, this week from a listener. Grant, what have you got? Peter, we have a whole bunch of questions here today. I picked a few out here for you guys. Cy, here's one for you from Jean-Paul Ducre, who says, Products that sit on supermarket shelves, unrefrigerated, usually contain preservatives. How do you respond to the current demand for products to be preservative-free? 
Well, we have all of our products are preservative-free, actually, and that's one of the cornerstones of our business uh, philosophy is that if products are produced properly, uh, you can make them without preservatives. So we have, as a matter of uh, policy, all natural products. All our products are made with uh, all natural ingredients. You were natural before it was cool. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's right. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot of questions on this subject, actually, Joe and Jack, for you guys. Um, this I picked that one from Damon Shearer and Carl Arsenault, who both ask, what will it take for you and the NFL to come to a compromise? <laughs> Is it even possible? Hmm. You know... Um, the whole debacle with the NFL. Was yeah, maybe for people who don't know, why don't we start out with exactly what happened there? Yeah, so um, for three years prior to this past football season, we had been doing the NFL red zone with the Saints uh, where our logo would come across the field for when the, when the football was within 20 yards of the goal line, so in the red zone. And um, just this past season, we got a phone call from Cox Media, who the ad was placed with, that they received a phone call from the Saints, who had received a phone call from the NFL, saying that we had to pull our, our ad because of our brand name, because of Slappy Mama. And um, we fought tooth and nail to try and find out why we, had, why we had to pull it, and we never got any response from the NFL. We've never heard from the NFL, but we, we sincerely believe that it's because we were about to play Ray Rice um, oh. who had just recently had his whole domestic, uh, abuse, domestic uh, abuse thing in the elevator. Um, and he w we were about to play him at the Superdome, which was going to be broadcasted on a national scale. Yeah, I guess they didn't want Ray Rice running across the slap. Exactly. Yeah, right. I can you see know, yeah. Right, right yeah. after he... <laughs> so, yeah. We, uh, so, yeah, we got, uh, we got banned by the NFL because, uh, according to them, you know, we didn't meet their standards, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it basically, uh, like Jack but said, we, you we, know, for the first three years of doing it, everything was great. You know, the announcers love saying, oh, they have just entered the Slappy Mama red zone. And, you know, everything was wonderful. But then... Uh, um, I guess it's just amongst the, uh, the the domestic violence issues within the NFL. We got the backlash of it, and so did Cox because you know the the contract that was there. They had to to withdraw that. To and, the uh, now the irony here is your mom came up with the name, right? She did. Yeah, she <laughs> did. She did. She's still the owner today. So yeah. it's kind of still the owner of the company. But the NFL didn't want to hear any of that, though. Of as course. far as uh, reconciling our differences, you know, um, I'm more than happy to speak with the NFL. We have yet to hear from them at all. We've uh, we've uh, They've always been so kind to the Saints. I don't know why you're right. not getting I, I more calls. I don't calls. know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> we have yet to hear from them. I, I'd love to speak with uh, someone over there, you know, at the NFL, but we haven't heard anything from them. So, I mean, as so, yeah, of right we're now, gonna, we're just... As of right now, we won't worry about advertising through the NFL. You know, we're just going to keep on rocking and rolling yeah. the way we are and uh, try to capitalize on any other avenues that we can for advertising. I wish it was one of those shows where I would say, that's the funny part is we have Roger Goodell. We're bringing him on. <laughs> yeah. That would be the... Uh, that would be great. The, <laughs> is he in the back room? That would, that would be something. <laughs> but, you know, the actual expression's been used here for many, many years. I mean, how would you it explain has. that? The, the, it's, you know, you're thanking your mom for a, usually a great meal, right? Right, yeah. exactly. I think, you know, on their part, it's probably a lack of understanding as to, you know, the our culture, culture and, stuff. and who we are in Louisiana and, and what our, our culture has to offer to people. And, and it's unfortunate that it came to that, but that's, that's where we're at And today. you're going to replace those ads with... Uh, Kunas hot sauce. There's uh, <laughs> more, more problems. There's that. <laughs> Here's a final question for all of you. This one comes from Ashley Wilson Michaud from Arnoville. She says the word organic used to be used on many foods that weren't organic. Now the meaning of the word organic is regulated. What do you guys think about regulating the words Creole or Cajun on food? 
Hmm. Well, the, the I think that the only regulation that they really have on Cajun is the Cajun certified label, which uh, which we have on our products. You know, and, and in order to be Cajun certified, they have to have a certain um, percentage of the ingredients that are derived from Louisiana in the South, and, um, and they have to be produced in the state. They have of to be produced, okay. and yeah, it also has to be produced and manufactured in the state of Louisiana. So I think that that is really the only regulation that they have on Cajun products these days, um, because you know they have several different products out there that have the label Cajun on them that don't taste Cajun at all. But um, I would but yeah. I would like a little more regulation on it. I mean, you I know, mean that would be wonderful to have a little bit being, more. But being that this is Louisiana is a state where Cajun and Creole was derived, you know, and it comes from this area. I mean, it, I don't know. It should speak true to who we are. Yeah, I guess that the Cajun certified label is the really the only regulation they do yeah. have on it right now. So. And the Cajun certified uh, products uh, standards are very important. And uh, it uh, does stand for a certain uh, authenticity mm-hmm. and uh, level of quality. So it's a very necessary thing that we maintain that uh, certified Cajun uh, logo in a positive way. As far as regulations are concerned, I think the market needs to regulate uh, everything. I'm, I'm a free marketer, yeah. and uh, I'm not for more regulations. Uh, I just think that certified Cajun is as far as we need to go. Right. I think we're building on that, and the uh, idea of quality is, is being recognized in the marketplace. So I think the market at work is, is the way to go. Cy Brown, Joe, and Jack Walker, uh, among other things Acadiana is famous for, is its attitude. There's a joie de vivre that's layered over a down-home relaxed intelligence and a swagger that comes partly from a history of struggling and partly from knowing a secret, the secret being that life is just a little bit better here than most places. Packaging that and exporting it in an edible form is one heck of an accomplishment, and both of your companies do just that. Congratulations on your successes, and we look forward to even brighter days ahead. Thanks so much, all of you, for taking the time on uh, joining me for Help to Lunch today. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate oh, it. Enjoyed the conversation. Some great stories here. My, my guests on Help to Lunch today have been Cy Brown, President and CEO of Bruce Foods, Joe Walker, Vice President of Distribution, and Jack Walker, Vice President of Marketing for Slappy Mama Cajun Seasonings. You can find out more about Size Foods and Joe and Jack's seasonings by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Charlie G's Restaurant Lafayette. Charlie G's is open six days a week for lunch and dinner with live music Thursday through Saturday. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados, Zach Barker, and Dr. Blake Escaday. Support for Out to Lunch comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Calice Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette is pet and family friendly, offering complimentary parking and Wi-Fi. Our theme song, Encore Monsieur Nice Guy, is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Michaud. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, itsacadiana.com and krvs.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and krvs 88.7 FM. I'm Peter Rashidi. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Charlie G's for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. 
and by Business First Bank with locations in Lafayette and Lake Charles, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum. Support also comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette.